Welcome to Coffee with Kojo, a podcast produced by the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University. This week, student host Anna Poole talks to former student host Sam Schauer. Sam and Anna talk about his experience working with Jack's News and the Prairie Dock, as well as going with the Pride to Frisco, Texas. Sam, welcome to Coffee with Kojo. It's good to have you back on the other side of the microphone, in fact. So how's it feel being on the other side? Oh my goodness, it feels weird. You know, you're in my spot, so of course people can't see this, but it's like... (laughs) It's like I'm looking over here. It's like, oh my goodness, you know, this is this is what it feels like now on the other side. I get to talk about myself, so this is this is crazy. But I'm glad to be on the show. All right, and we're glad to have you here. So why don't you start off by telling us where you're originally from? What's your major, minors, and why did you choose SDSU? I am from Aberdeen, South Dakota, a little northeast town up in South Dakota. And pretty much, I came to SDSU because I really, at the time, I wanted to be a physical therapist. You know. Career, if you see my career change, you can realize that didn't happen. But, you know, I mean, I really wanted to, you know, go into physical therapy because I just thought, like, you know, I enjoyed, I enjoyed, you know, lifting, working out. And I, I knew pretty much all the muscles. So I'm like, oh, why can't I help people? And, you know, that first semester of biology, chemistry was fine, but biology, that was, that was rough. Uh, something I did not want to do. And when I, when I realized, I was like, you know, physical therapy is a lot of, like, biology, a lot of muscles, a lot of stuff like that. It's like, maybe this isn't what I want to do. So I, Switched over to communications, and then eventually journalism came later. And then now my current major is journalism with a communication minor. Very nice. And on campus, what organizations are you a part of? So I, I'm, not, I'm not as involved as I was last year. Last year I was involved in everything. I was involved in KSDJ. I did the Collegian. I wasn't told about my current job on Call the Prairie Doc till much later, but I got, I started to get involved with that. Um, I also did this podcast, which we have mentioned earlier. So earlier episodes of me too. And, you know, I did all of those and I did feel I was busy, but at the same time, it was good experience. And I do recommend that new journalism or communication majors, you know, just try out everything, try out what you want, try out what you need. You know, I mean, you may think that, you know, you want to go into broadcast journalism and then all of a sudden you work for the Collegian and you enjoy it so much. It's like, oh, I want to go into print, you know, giving yourself that option, those abilities, you know, that's, that's really what benefited me and what my current path is of, you know, I did all this stuff. Now I want to slim down what I want to do and focus on this. So I am currently involved with On Call the Prairie Doc and I love it. It's been fun. That's my stuff. I'm involved with the school. I'm also involved in the band and the pride at SDSU which has been very fun. I enjoyed I've made a lot of friends. The band, I just, I love it. I've made so many friends and everything like that. The last year you were pretty involved. How did you balance that involvement with keeping up on your academics? I, it was a struggle at first because, you know, I mean, my freshman year of college, um, I came in in the fall of 2020. And if anyone knows about fall of 2020, you know, that was, school year was completely different. It was, it was not like it is today, you know, like freshman coming today, you'll never have to know what fall of 2020 was. You know, you had to wear the masks everywhere. You couldn't leave your room. There was no activities going on, no hobo day, no, nothing like that. No football games. It was Monday through Friday, every day you would wake up, open up your computer and just go on Zoom to go to your classes. And it just, it was not fun. So I really felt like I never had homework because that's all I did. So then when I switched over and, you know, became what I am now, um, it was, it was a lot. It was a very big struggle at first, but eventually you kind of just develop a rhythm, which I'm kind of glad for because when I was involved so much, I realized if I want to keep good grades as well as doing everything I have to do, I have to put aside my personal time which, you know, may, some people may not like, but I guarantee it helps a lot that if you just put aside some time and you can just focus on 
you know, what you need to do. You need to focus on homework, and then you need to focus on KSDJ. You gotta get this, um, you know, this radio show done today. You gotta focus on, you know, writing the story. You gotta get, you know, for uh, the collegian. And then I also gotta write a paper for one of my classes today. I gotta do that quickly. And eventually you just get into a rhythm. And I advise that people who, who are very busy to just really just set up a planner and just be like, all right, I wanna spend the next two hours and just work on whatever. And then when the two hours is up, do something for like an hour, 30 minutes, whatever, and then just get back to it. So that's how I managed it. It was a lot, but it helped. I enjoyed it. And it, yeah, like I said, it has helped me so much now today. Yeah. And this year with being less involved, have you picked up any new hobbies in your free time? Yes, I actually have been working on uh, golfing. I have a good friend who's a golfer and he's been helping me a lot, but you know, it's, it's something that like I look back on. It's one of the, probably one of my regrets that's like, Dang, I really wish I was little. I would just told my parents, like, yeah, I want to go golfing because I'm not really the greatest, uh, have the greatest form yet. And I go to top shots here and there, and, you know, I just work on swings and everything. And I've enjoyed it. And, um, you know, it's just, it's been fun. And uh, so that's one of my newest hobbies. Um, I also really enjoy hiking. But the problem is, and if you've ever been to Aberdeen, South Dakota, you know, I, I tell people it's the flattest place on earth. There's no hills at all. There's only one hill, and it's a man made hill. So it's like, it's like, there's nothing there. So come to Brookings, I, that's a little bit more of a walking route, but you know, I mean, I go to Rapid City, I go to the Black Hills and I love, I love hiking. I love walking up the hills and everything like that. It's really, really makes me feel good. So that's kind of the hobbies I've picked up. It's far, far and few between, but most of the time I'm working, trying to improve my skills of, you know, the job I want to do. Awesome. It's glad to see that dedication. Speaking of walking, you do quite a bit of walking with a marching band, and it was a pretty big year for bands. So how was that year for you? How was New York? How was Frisco if you went? Oh, my goodness. It was it was amazing. So it's around spring 2021. You know, my freshman year is getting done. I'm like, man, this year was awful. Why is this? Is this is what college is like, whatever. And then we get put in, put in this room. Um, we see cameras all around, you know, all the Pride members. We see cameras around, and that's when they announced that we're going to New York for – this year pretty much and it was like oh my goodness so it was kind of like reinvigorating so you know then we we practiced a little bit more my sophomore year and you know just really enjoyed making deep root connections and then eventually we were trained for this year um my you know my goodness you know usually typically uh, the pride is around 230 to 260 members average the last 10 years you know dr kessler's done an amazing job with that this year we were around 340 members so we jumped up not only did we lose like graduating seniors but we also gained all these new freshmen new uh transfers to be in the pride and you know it was it was a struggle at first because there's just so many people but eventually we developed the rhythm and it was amazing and then we went to New York. You know, New York was just the best time. I, I'd never been to New York before. So seeing the Big Apple, you know, just seeing all the iconic buildings. The one regret I don't, I have is I didn't get to see the Friends apartment. I feel like that would have been a cool place, but you know, that's okay. I saw a bunch of other stuff in that time and it was amazing. And of course, you know, that the parade, oh my, the parade was amazing. That's, that was definitely the highlight. Just seeing all these people, especially what we were. I mean, I think there was like 13 bands there, like college, high school, middle school. You know, and um, we we would we just trumped them because of just how large and our size. And I think our determination. I was told that a lot of the people were like half the bands were like spaced out because they couldn't keep up with the speed or whatever. And um, you know, our our big strength was you know we kept it together. We only lost I think like two or three people, but you know even then it was they kept through the whole parade. And then of course you know that end when we were on TV. You know I I couldn't believe how many people after that texted me saying like I saw you on TV. You know, for the pride, and it really it felt like a real, 
a real honor, you know. So then, after that, I thought we were done, honestly. I thought, we go back, we can relax, we'll watch some football games, you know, we'll play for some. And we kept winning, and we kept winning. And then, you know, Montana State came, it's like, oh my gosh, we could we could do this, we win. And, you know, I'm worried all game. We lost to them last year, so it's like, whew, we gotta, we gotta, you know, pray. And it's also like, it also feels like negative 20 out, so our horns are just not working at all. So we're watching, and then we, we blow them out. You know, it's like, it's amazing. And all of a sudden, that, that realization is like, we're going to Texas. So then, of course, Christmas break comes, and we come back, and we're ready to go. We go to Texas, and you couldn't believe the shock in people's faces. We're leaving Sioux Falls. There's, like, snow eight feet high. Once you get to Omaha, it's just, like, no snow. And then you keep going down more south to Kansas, and then eventually Texas. I mean, we left um, Brookings when it was, like, maybe five degrees. We got to Frisco when it was 75 degrees. Like, that body shift of temperature is just it was amazing. I, I had felt the feeling. So then the football game. My goodness, I mean that was that was so fun. I don't know if you went or not because you were also part of the pride, but I mean it was amazing just to see the atmosphere. I mean Jacks fans were everywhere. There's the Bison, the Jacks, you know, and just looking over, it was weird how they set up the bands because the pride we had like these bleachers, you know, they're just the basic bleachers. The NDSU band was next to us and they just filled the whole bleacher, no problem, no big deal. We couldn't even fit like half of our people in. Like the the, the percussion had to like be on a separate side. It was just so we were so large and packed together, but. It was such a good atmosphere and winning. Oh my god! Like that winning—that's that's a highlight, definitely of the year for sure. Just seeing all those people, the football team—it was amazing. And you know, I really, I really do miss that atmosphere. And I'm just hoping, you know, we can go to get Frisco again next year. But you know, just that that whole that whole year—that was that was something special, and I really will cherish that. I will agree. There was a lot of energy at the game in Frisco. I got to go as well with the marching band and. I didn't know Jack's fans could get that excited about one football game, but wow, we really brought it for that game. It was amazing. So you got to be on TV in New York, but you also get to do some on-call work with the Prairie Doc. So you mentioned that a little bit earlier, so could you tell us some more about what you do with that, how you got that position, and what kind of stories you've covered? Yeah, so how I got the position pretty much is a good friend of mine who actually introduced me to the job, uh, Carter Schmidt. He's been a guest here on the show, too. You know, I think he was a host at one point, too, but, you know, he's a good friend of mine. He works at Hello currently. He was working as the reporter, which is my current job, when I was a freshman in, in uh, Jim's, you know, or sophomore in Jim's um, media writing class. And he came to class talking about, you know, TV production, uh, broadcasting, see what it's like. And uh, he brought up On Call at the Prairie Dock, and they were looking for guests. And, you know, I was really into interested in broadcasting, so I'm like, yeah, sure, I'll go. Why not? So I learned a little bit. You know, I learned. It's it's an amazing job. You get to learn behind the scenes of, like, how to work audio, how to work visuals. You know, you really do no camera work. So you're not in front of the camera, but you get to learn everything behind the camera, which is an invaluable trait that anyone in broadcasting is interested in doing. It's just it's something amazing. And, uh, you know, then Carter graduated, and I had told uh, my producer, Lil Haig, I had told him many times that, like, I would love to be the reporter next year. So then, you know, he called me in the summer. He's like, want to be the reporter? And I said, yes. So I got the reporter job. And it is it was quite a lot at first just because of our mentality. So we had a new, I would call it director. Uh, the previous director was very, like, news-like where it's like, all right, we're going to get the stories the week of. My new director, she is very, like, we're going to get the story and we're going to record it months in advance. So that first two months was like, man, we're recording interviews for December. Like... Why are we doing this so far ahead? But now looking back on it, it's like, it's actually kind of nice. It doesn't simulate the newsroom that well, but I mean, still, it's just the, the knowledge you get. And then, of course, you know, my script writing has improved dramatically. If you watch some of my first ever stories I've written, you know, on the uh, On Call the Prairie Doc YouTube page, 
you'll see that like in my speaking it's very monotone the story is very basic because i was new at it i don't know what i was doing and that constant support from them has helped me so much even carter has helped me sometimes on some stories so i do that really well i i, I take pride in it and you know i think it's helped me so much and my stories today are nothing like uh, they were at the beginning which i take pride in because it's like yeah i grew i grew a lot so what I love about, you know, being a reporter is, you know, on a Tuesday afternoon, we'll drive to Sioux Falls, we'll meet with a doctor I've never met, and we'll talk about anything from glaucoma to prostate cancer. You know, it's just so, such a wide variety. And I get to learn so much from it, and that's why I love this job. It's like, man, I did not know about that stuff. So, you know, it's crazy. Um, I love, I, you know, I just, I love the process. I love the script writing because you get to, it's like a puzzle for me. You know, you can really just piece together, like, all right, I want this to go here and here and here, and then you watch it, and it sounds perfect. And you keep going. So I will say that one of my strangest interviews, which I feel like a lot of people are asking, I have uh, one of my strangest ones I have ever had was a couple weeks ago. And she was she was amazing. Uh, and she was really crazy, not because of like crazy, like nut job kind of thing, but just how nice of a person she was. She uh, so the the uh, the Roland was about was about uh, transplants. And she pretty much gave her kidney like she transplanted a kidney. Just because of it she felt like you know what i'll just give my kidney just because you know and usually people are like you're just gonna donate a kidney just because i mean like people usually like she said like the doctors first said that like you know they usually ask like are you sure no one's you know you're not getting money from this there's no one black is anyone blackmailing you is anyone because like you just you don't give it away so unless you're like someone you know so she gave her kidney away and she's a wildlife emt i mean like she she'll be she's in montana for like five six months of the year just putting out wildfires and she doesn't shower on weeks end. she's up for 16 hours a day and you know it's just she used to do that now she's just chilling because she likes it but you know she was incredible yeah like I said and then I think the funniest the funniest thing about it was she was on Naked and Afraid which is like she was hardcore like survivalist so I was like holy she is she's one she is one woman so man yeah that was uh, that was a good it was a good role in you know I think a lot of people talked about it and um that was just that was yeah it was crazy just the type of woman she was and i respect her for it i, I personally couldn't do it but she she was amazing i gotta say i don't think i could do that either i kind of like being in town i have everything around me that i want that i could need i'm not sure i could do the no showering for weeks on ends just out in the wilderness 16 hour days that is some impressive stuff yeah she she like i said she was quite a woman so i uh, if I ever meet her in person, I will shake her hand and say, you've done amazing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you talked a little bit about the script writing, which is a little bit different type of writing. For students who don't necessarily know how that differs, could you expand on that a little bit? Of course, of course. So pretty much um, if you've ever taken uh, a news writing course, you know, basic news writing, you always talk about the inverted pyramid. You know, you talk about what is the most important thing and like a pyramid you sh you sim it down you kind of like skim it down to the least important thing and that's your story you know so one story i wrote was about um what was it about um i wrote a story on um dr kessler i remember yeah so a couple weeks ago for the collegian i wrote a story on dr kessler and i kind of wrote about his experience in his year so i wrote talked about his year you know how why you know what he's doing for the pep band and then eventually you know like new york and frisco and everything like that and i just skimmed it down to you know he was a teacher at brandon valley you know i mean 
it was the least important thing, but I kept it in there. So I kept it like that. So that's kind of like your basic newspaper. With my scripts, you know, I like to think of it more as a pattern. So if you think of a line, you know, like, like, a, li like a line, like it's just going back and that's just a parallel line, you know. I like to do what I like to call, you know, like kind of like a kind of like a heart monitor kind of thing where it starts out where my story is like you introduce the person so it's pretty flat and then you talk about the problem so usually if it's like most of my problems is a doctor's story so they always talk about a certain disease well we'll talk about the disease like oh how bad it is going on a downward uh, inflection you know kind of like this disease kills a, a lot of people it can really affect people's lives you know and then I talk about you know like what are they doing to help with it and then you know so it creates that upward angle of you know, the doctor's like, well, okay, well, I'll do this then. So we, we'll do this, and we'll do this, and this, and people love it. And it keeps going like this. And so it keeps going like that until it stops and end to the halt to say, but, but be careful about this, like this treatment or whatever. And the doctor will talk about it. So it goes back down to that angle before I say, but, you know, the treatment is completely safe to people who are like this and this. And there's 0% chance of this or whatever, you know. And then it goes back up, and it ends at a peak. So that kind of that's kind of my story structure, how I do it. <clears throat> I... I like to think I like to think of my stories as, you know, I don't want to say a PSA, but kind of like just knowing about the disease. So knowing everything from its strengths, its weaknesses, you know, like who it affects, how it affects people, and the, the cures and everything like that. And that's how I write my scripts. And, you know, I really, I do really enjoy it. There are, of course, that's kind of like my basic one. There are some other scripts where it's like, you know, like maybe like I want to talk about this person and his strengths and what they've overcome to be where they are now and I'll, I'll do that same formula of like what they went through and then how they're doing it and then what was a setback and then eventually you know to, to cap it off what they're doing now and then how they're happy and everything like that you know that's just kind of my basic form i know that's not like the basic form of like some other people but what's nice about broadcast script writing is there's really no set uh thing you want the only thing you have to make sure is it's under like a mid and 30. You guys fit. You, you want to fit as much information as you can in that minute and thirty. Because with a with a newspaper story, you can write anywhere from four hundred to a thousand word story, and then you can fit everything in there you want. With broadcasting, you can't. You'll be lucky if you can get like a four minute segment because you're not going to be able to fit anything in there. It's that the main important thing is about fitting what is most important in there, like the inverted pyramid, but making sure it flows logically in that sense. Very nice. And you did start, after you transferred out of PT, you started in communications and then specialized into the broadcast category. Mm -hmm. So what drew you to more of the broadcast versus the broader communications major? I mean, no, no disrespect to the communication at all, but, you know, I transferred and I'm like, what am I going to do with this? You know, the only reason I had transferred is because, you know, I was at my lowest point. I was like... I, I don't know what to do. I mean, I, I, I had trained my whole high school senior year of, like, be a physical therapist. You know, I had shadowed these many people. I had learned, like, even more than I wanted to. So that first semester, I really felt like a failure because I wasn't doing well. And I ended up switching to communication because my dad told me I'm a great communicator. So I'm like, okay, fine, I'll switch to communications. You know, it gives me something. And it was really nice. It was really, I loved the classes. They were good. But, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, what am I going to do? I don't know what to do. So then, which is something that I really recommend people is to you know, just figure out what you want to do and then try to expand on it. So during that summer between freshman and sophomore year, I was at home. I just got done working a shift at a restaurant I worked at. And uh, my family always turns on ABC News with David Muir. And we're sitting down watching the news. And I'm looking and I see that, you know, David Muir is just reading a script. And it's just reading, you know, the teleprompter. 
and he's giving like great stories and you know i'm just thinking like you know like i can do that you know so you know usually i used to think of like you know like something that's like incredibly out there and you know my mindset was like oh that's that's something i can't do that's something you know i don't want to do but i watched that something flicked in my mind and i'm thinking why can't i do that you know i can do that no problem i mean i can read a, i can read a teleprompter i could tell a story and so i pretty much looked into it more and journalism came up and eventually that's when i that's when I added a journalism minor at the time because I wasn't sure. So I added a journalism minor. I did a couple weeks with uh, journalism classes, and I absolutely loved it. And it became a double major. And then eventually, I, I was, I was in, a, I was in a lull with communication where it's like I, I really feel like I am learning all I can, and I feel like more classes just wouldn't help me at this point. So I switched it to a minor so I could be done with the communication minor, and I am just finishing up my journalism major. And it has helped me so much that mindset of like why can't i do this why can't i why can't i go on to be a you know network news anchor you know i just if i put the work in i can do it you know it's it's not that easy but in my mind it's like it's that easy you just put the work in do it do what you love and good things will come so your three steps for success are find what you like figure out how to do it and then just do it yeah. <laughs> i mean yeah basic blue basic blueprint you know it's probably like steps in between that you don't think about but i mean if you keep it as basic as you can, you know, you'll figure out everything else. <laughs> Fair enough. Things just kind of come along sometimes. No kidding. No kidding. Um, in your past three years at SDSU, have, been, have you been able to do any internships during the summers? Or have you focused more on some of the work that you've done with Prairie Doc and things like that? So I have focused more on my work instead of internships. And um, I'll, I'll be happy to know if people didn't know. I haven't actually posted much of it yet. I probably should do that. I accepted and... Yeah, I accepted an internship at Kelowland News, so I'm excited to start working there for the summer. And really, what the what the news business right now is, they are very they're very much hiring people. They are you know this is a great job if you want to. Uh, it's, it's it's an employee it's an employees market. You know, if you don't want to like, oh, I don't want to work for this. How about we work for this instead? And they'll be like, shoot, yeah, okay, because they they're, they're in a desperate need of help. They need help everywhere. So it's an employees market, I say. But I wanted to, and they were really interested in me sophomore year, but I had just started journalism. I knew nothing. And I didn't want to be the guy that was just thrown into an internship. It kind of felt like, you know, of course they would taught me fine, but I didn't want to feel like I didn't know nothing. So I took a year off, worked, and then eventually came back here determined to get an internship at somewhere. And it just happened to be Kello News. And I showed them all the work I had done. You know, I started out, like I said, my scripts were just awful. You know, my voicing was awful. And now if you look at a video today, you know, you'll see that I have – great inflection, you know, like, you know, like I'll talk, I'll talk like this because this has happened. And then all of a sudden like this is like this because good things happen. But then this bad thing happened, you know, just that inflection, you hear that up and down, you know, that's, that's one of the weirdest things you don't think about when you're, when you're writing your stories is like, how do I want to say it? It's something you don't have to think about, but yeah, but to go back on that, you know, I wanted to show Kello that I've improved so much in like my past year and, you know, they saw it. And they were like amazed and they offered it right away. And I took some time. I heard other offers and Kello was just the best offer for me. And I am excited to start working for the summer. And you'll hopefully you'll see a lot of my stories on air coming this summer. So we'll see. Go from there. Congratulations on your internship. That's pretty exciting. Thank you. Thank you. I am hyped for it. So Good. And you already kind of touched on some classes that prepared you for this internship. Um, are there any other classes specifically that you think really focused you down and gave you some of that experience that you needed to feel successful at Kello? 
Yes, yes, definitely. So media writing, first and foremost. Back then, it was just basic news writing for me. So it's kind of a bummer for me because I'm like, I don't know how to write a script properly. So, so, but now, you know, they're doing much better with it. They're incorporating more broadcasting, which I am happy to see, you know. This school, years past, you know, even before me, this school was known as the print journalism school. If you want to become a newspaper writer, you want to become like a journal, like a magazine journalist, something like that, you come here. You want to be in broadcasting, you go to USD. And I didn't learn that. I didn't learn that till after I had uh, switched to broadcast journalism. It's like, well, shoot. But, you know, I was determined to make it work here because I love this school. I love everything about this school. This is amazing. So, and I'm really happy to see the improvement. You know, just this year, I'm actually happy to be in Rocky Daly's, you know, Professor Daly's, Dr. Daly's broadcast reporting news, which is an amazing class that really shows you, like, the intensity of, like, what it's about. You know, what what are you looking for? You know, this is what the broadcasting world is like. Can you do this? And I said yes, mainly because my my experience in on-call has helped so much, which I, rec I also recommend. If you're a broadcast journalism student, take advantage of on-call. It's an actual PBS show that you work behind the scenes. So it's an amazing. So that helped me so much to get ready for this class. And I feel like it's helped me so much. It's really helped other people too in that class to realize, like, oh, this is what broadcasting is like. So if they hate it, they're probably thinking, like, I don't want to go to broadcasting, but if they love it, they definitely think I want to go to broadcasting. So I recommend that. Another thing I also recommend is just take some communication classes. I understand it's a little weird, but like if you're a broadcast major, you know, you want to speak in front of the camera. You got to really work on your confidence. You know, your speech classes. I have taken like an honor speech class and it's helped me so, it helped me so much to be able to really like care for what I'm talking about. So those speech classes, the communication classes, they'll help you so much in order to understand, you know, like how to talk in front of people, how to talk with confidence and how to like shape what you're trying to go for. So uh, just those classes I recommend. And other than that, enjoy the experience. Take as many, like I said, uh, do as much experience as you can on campus and take as many journalism classes because the more experience you have, the better of a prospect you are. This podcast is the property of the School of Communication and Journalism at South Dakota State University, which reserves all rights to its use. Music by Cody M. Johnson and Tyler Addison James is licensed through AMP Music. Music